Optimize My Life Presents. Rising to the Majors, Laugh in the Face of Adversity with host Gavin Johns. We are live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join us live by calling 714-816-4686. Out of respect for our guests and hosts, please limit comments and questions to one minute at a time and on topic to the show. Thank you and welcome our host Gavin Johns and Rising to the Majors. Welcome to launch the debut of Rising to the Majors, Laugh in the Face of Adversity, with our special host, Gavin John. This man went through a lot of struggles in life and in the ball field. He's had, like everyone else, adversity. And what he's going to talk about on Mondays on his show is how he didn't make that, let that stop him, how he took those challenges and used them in his faith, in his belief, and his ethics to be able to persevere and keep going and not let things stop him so welcome hi gavin how are you hey mary and hey everyone listening i hope everyone's doing well thanks thanks mary and um yeah i'm I'm excited to be able to uh, offer some some hope some inspiration and encouragement to everyone listening and be able to share some of my journey some of my testimony uh things that have happened in my life in baseball and and uh in my personal life that have uh just as mary said have helped um strengthen me and and uh you know everyone everyone at the root of it is is going through something you know we all need extra inspiration i've had a i've been very fortunate i've had a lot of uh, great people in my life uh, my family uh, my business and my baseball teams that you know, have helped push me to become the best version of myself. So I'm honored to be able to pass that along and inspire others because, you know, that um, that is my true purpose in life. Theme song. <laughs> love, the, love the theme song. Love the theme song. Keep running. <laughs> Run the race. Run the good race. <laughs> Thank you for that. Not a problem. So let's start from the beginning. So people get to know the man behind the book, the man behind the word. So baseball is something you've always wanted to do, or did you have other aspirations and it just kind of fell in your lap? 
Yeah, it's, uh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, so I grew up in an athletic family. My family on both sides, mom and dad, played a lot of sports. Uh, my uncles played football growing up. I've had um, family in the military as well, uh, just like yourself, Mary. Thank you for your service. Um, and, you know, just athletic, athletic family. Um, and my dad was actually a golf teaching pro, so he was a golfer. And I think he wanted me to be his kind of, uh, you know, prodigy, so to say, you know, so he could coach me up when I was a youngster. And I think he kind of pushed it a little too strong, and it kind of pushed me away. I kind of uh, wanted to do my own thing. And I'm, you know, pretty independent myself, but I think, you know, every young kid kind of wants to do their own thing. Um, and, you know, I remember watching ESPN with my father and baseball came on and I was like asking him all these questions, you know, what's that sport? What's that all about? And, you know, he was telling me, but he didn't really expect me to be as excited as I was, but I wanted to try it. I wanted to try the sport. I saw people playing on TV. So I ended up asking if he could sign me up for T-ball, sign me up for T-ball. My first team was the New York Mets I was on. And the first day for, um, after we signed up, I went to the store with my parents. They got me a tea and some wiffle balls, and we had a little little backyard. And, and the first night, I had a babysitter. <laughs> it was actually a true story, funny story. It's in the book, too. Uh, but um, the, my parents were gone, and, and my babysitter was inside, and my brother was inside, and I, I had hit all the balls over the fence. And I was crying because I didn't know where the ball where the balls went or if I would be able to keep hitting the baseball. And um, and I went in and my babysitter she started laughing. <laughs> and we went over the fence and got the balls, came back, and I did it again. And I uh, just I think that's when I first fell in love. And I was about four years old, so four years old. <laughs> At least you were facing the fence way and not the house way, like a lot of kids do, and you would have been breaking windows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Talking that's about true. His, his life <laughs> and his story. I'm sorry. What was that? Mary, uh, this is Bob. I just, I just want, I just want to say hi to uh, Gavin, and uh, time I'm. Um, I am I am so proud to be uh, a friend with you, and so so proud to be able to um, I, see God works in wondrous ways, and sometimes he, he, we 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 meet people and we get together with people. We don't know why or we don't know uh, how it happened, but and uh, you and I met through another person, my friend uh, Derek, Derek Delano, and. Uh, you, he introduced you to me, and, and we talked a number of different times. And I was I was very impressed with you. And I um, and then I bought your book, and I read it, and I, I got even more impressed because of all the situations in your life that you've gone through, and you had the faith and the capacity to keep going and to keep moving towards your goal. And um, I, uh, I was just, I was just, uh, I've been so impressed with you. And I, uh, I asked Mary, 
when Mary told me we were going to get together tonight, I said, oh, great, I wanted to talk to Gavin anyway. So um, I just thought this was another another opportunity. Go ahead, Gavin. Was that, was that Bob or is that Len? I couldn't tell who that, that was. Hey, do you know who that was? That was Bob. Bob. Okay. Thank you for the kind words, Bob. I really appreciate it. And uh, you all have been a huge impact and inspiration in my life as well, hopping on the radio calls and, um, yeah, just pushing. We're, we're all pushing each other, you know, to be the best version of ourselves and continue to inspire others and do what, you know, God's called us to do, right? Leave, leave this place better than when we got here. You know, you've, you've accomplished so many things in your life already. And uh, I, I just, I just see all the things that you've accomplished already. And I, and I, I realize that uh, many people don't, don't even accomplish those many things in their lives. You know what I mean? So congratulations. Well, thank you, Bob. I really appreciate it. And um, all glory to God. Absolutely. You know, I definitely, you know, it gave me the strength and um, tenacity, and um, you know I'm honored. I'm honored. So thank you, thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate it, Bob. Well, one thing I'd love to touch on is your faith. And ironically, um, I have a deck of cards that are designed for a year, and they're eight, they're called angel messages, and the one that popped up today when I pulled him out, it says, your strength is precious gift. From your soul in which it is you, you are always safe. Your strength emerges in our lives when we recognize that security and happiness are soul qualities. And our strength lies in allowing those qualities to flow through us, bringing the ability to go ahead and in deep inner security. And it just fits for the show today. That's awesome, awesome. Mary. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. It kind of reminds me of um, a little bit of, uh, I think it's in James. talks about, like, whenever you face trials, know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Yep. Uh, you know, God is, he's always looking out for us, you know, and um, you know, through the highs, through the lows, he's there with us, and he's, the, the, you know, the most constant thing in the world. And, you know, some of the lows I've been at, you know, sleeping in my car or, you know, getting cut from a team while I was injured, you know, different things like that were, you know, just really difficult. You know, God God gave me the strength, and, you know, I look back, and, you know, in the moment it wasn't fun, but looking back, you know, I'm thankful and grateful. And, you know, just like Mary said, you know, builds up that resilience, you know, and in life there's many challenges that are going to be thrown at us, but, you know, when we're faced with a challenge, we have two options. We can either, um, you know, be a victim, let the challenge overcome us, or we can, you know, be on the offense and overcome the challenge. But, you know, with God, it's a lot easier, you know, because, you know, we can't do a lot with our own strength, but when we tap into you know, the power of God, you know, it says, you know, with God, all things are possible, you know, so he makes a way if it's, if it's meant to be, um, so. 
Now, growing up, were you in a very religious or faith-based house? Was your family this way that helped you point you in the right directions? Or is it something that you've picked up along the way as you've spread your wings and dealt with the world? You know, one of your, uh, I, I feel, Kevin, one of your greatest, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry, you can go, Bob. I, I was just going to say, I think one of your greatest accomplishments was a relationship that you have with the Lord. You have a tremendous, tremendous relationship with the Lord. And it's very obvious to me, um, not only from the times that I've talked to you, but also in the things that you've accomplished in your life. A lot of those things um, you would not have been able to accomplish without, uh, without that relationship with the Lord. But you have faith in him and faith in yourself, and which he gives us. And, and um, it helped you to, it helped you to uh, get through all those adversities that you have in your life. Go ahead. Amen, amen. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate that. Um, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, so to answer the question, uh, Mary, would you mind, uh, oh, you said, yeah, the family, if my family's had impact or where the faith come from. Yeah, my family definitely has a huge, has had a huge impact on my life. Uh, growing up, you know, they always taught me, you know, great morals and, and everything like that. I was baptized from a, you know, very young age. Um, growing up, go to church every weekend and, you know, it was something we talked about too much, but, you know, as I grew up and went off to college, I, uh, you know, basically, you know, it was kind of just living the college experience and uh, partying a lot. And, you know, oddly enough, that kind of brought me closer, closer to the Lord because, you know, I found that that those things I was doing and partying weren't going to give me true fulfillment, you know, and was looking for something more meaningful and, um, yeah, just more real and, you know, ended up getting Rebaptized, uh, born again, Christian, uh, in my freshman year of college. And, you know, since then, everything's not perfect. You know, nobody's perfect, but, you know, it's, it's a relationship, like Bob said. And, you know, it's something I'm trying to improve every day. And, um, you know, just, just thankful for that. You know, I think, you know, one of the, you know, that's one of the best things that anyone can develop is, you know, a relationship you know, with God, and it, it takes work, you know, it doesn't come easy, you know, it takes, you know, reading the Bible, and praying, and talking with other believers, and, and that's how you grow the faith, it's just like anything else, you know, the more time you put in, the more you get out, you know, just like going to the gym, just like saving money, just like investing in your family, and relationships, it's all, you know, what you want to put in it, what you're going to get out, you know. I have a question. I have a question for you. Who, who, or what influenced you the most um, to develop your, uh, your your tremendous relationship with God? Who or what was that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I can't say like point out just one single person because there's been a there's been a plethora. There's been a lot. Um, I had the pastor that actually baptized me. Um, he's been a huge mentor in my life. His name's Britt Sykes. Uh, he's in Temecula, uh, pastor of the Sunridge Church. Uh, Buddy Bell, pastor of Landmark Church in Alabama. Him and I met on a uh, Christian conference and a retreat down in Florida. 
um, when I was on the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Leadership Team for Tennessee Tech University. And Tennessee Tech University, uh, Rob Owens, he's a pastor pastor there. Uh, Chip Pugh is another pastor there. And several other people, Trace Lee, a uh, huge impact, Thomas Stancher, uh, a lot of a lot of people, you know. Once I'm, I'm a you know all or nothing type guy, you know. I, I don't really do anything halfway, um, and you know, you know that's what I've learned, you know, from a lot of successful people, just like you all, you know, Mary and Bob and whoever else is on here from, you know, the Hope Collection and other you know endeavors with Optimize My Life Radio. You know, it's you got to be all in, you know, and you know, no, no different with baseball or with my faith or you know family, you know, you got to be all in and. You know, I have, you know, so I've I've been blessed. I have several mentors that have helped, you know, encourage me and uh, hold me to that high standard. You know, tell me those things I don't want to hear, but I need to hear, and it helps me in the long run. You know, I think uh, the truth is hard to digest, um, but uh, you know, if if God disciplines those He loves, that's what it says in His Word. You know that you know. Uh, if you get disciplined by a coach or, um, you know, a, a pastor or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, we need to flip that perspective and take it as a good thing. You know, they're trying to help us. And that's something that I didn't realize when I was younger. But as I got older and more mature, I, try, I tried to, you know, flip that perspective. And I, I started growing a lot more personally in, in my faith. You know, you talk about, you know, the college experience and learning and having that learning curve that, you know, everybody needs that rite of passage and go through that when they move, graduate school and move away from their parents, if it's going the military or just getting a job and getting your own apartment, you know, or going to college away from home. So, and that's the one great part of faith is being allowed to make those mistakes and screw up and knowing that with having that faith, you have that community around you that's willing to pick you back up and help support you, point it out, uh, you know, you screwed up, fix it. <laughs> but that makes you who you are and helps you learn for issues that come on in life. Now, with all these issues you've had and adversities and challenges you face, having that faith, how much of an impact was that for you to help pick yourself back up? Question, great question. Um, before I answer, I wanted to do a shout out to Noemi. She's uh, one of the owners of Galvanized Global, a um, company I started, a health and wellness company I started to help people become motivated. And so, Noemi, if you're listening, shout out to you. Uh, she said she might be listening. She's in the hospital right now with her sister. Uh, she's about to have a baby in Northern California. So everyone be praying for safe delivery here in the next, uh, in, in this week sometimes. So, yeah. But uh, to answer the question, um, yeah, faith has had a huge impact in my life. Um, uh, in those moments, you know, to get to get picked back up, you know, I, I heard someone say it the other day um, on a, vid, a motivational video I was watching. They said, you know, um, you know, taking up your cross 
you know, is a, is a daily activity, is a daily thing we need to do, you know. And, you know, that's basically, you know, turning from our own, you know, worldly, you know, basically selfish desires and turning toward, towards God and asking him, you know, what, what do you want me to do, God? And, um, you know, that, that same saying goes for, you know, there are things that we can do by ourselves and then there's things that we can't do. You know, there's things that are in our control, things that are out of our control. There's things that we can change and things that we can't. When I felt God coming through in the biggest ways, it was when I was facing a situation that I couldn't control and I couldn't change. And sometimes God did change the situation, but more often than not, he changed me how I, how I looked at the situation. He developed a stronger mindset through me to overcome it. He enabled me to persevere. You know, it didn't always look exactly how I thought it was going to look, um, but he got me through it, you know, just like Steve Harvey says, you know, he's like, everyone's complaining when they have a difficult day, but it's like, if you look back on your history and your life, how much percent of the difficult days have you survived? And Steve Harvey, you know, he goes, he's like, 100%. So he's like, what are we worried about? You know, he's <laughs> like, our track record is 100%. We just got to keep going, you know, but it's difficult, you know. I don't want to take that, take that away, you know. When, you know, if you're listening right now and you're going through a difficult situation or circumstance in your personal life, in your work, in your sport, in your family, um, or maybe you're just feeling down, you know, it's okay to have those feelings. You know, we're human. We have emotions. Uh, but just like Mary said, you know, the biggest thing that, that, that I learned through it all is, you know, I don't have to do it alone. You know, I have God. We all have access to God. And, and surrounding yourself with positive, encouraging people is huge, just like Mary said, to help you through a difficult time. Uh, because you can you can lean on them, you can com- get comfort from them. They can encourage you, and, and, and they can help you see that light at the end of the tunnel. Because when you are going through a difficult circumstance, when their adversity does hit, it seems like the world's crashing down, you know. And it seems like you're not going to get out of that situation or circumstance. But you know, another famous quote, you know, is like, "Tough times don't last; tough people do." You know, we all have that opportunity. Um, to know that, you know, difficult times, they, they aren't going to last forever. Um, and, and if they do, that, you know, we can, we can have access to change our perspective and to focus on God, lean on God. You know, that's the common, common trait and, and surround yourself with positive people. So, yeah, thanks for the question, Mary. And uh, I'm going to quote, and I'm going to butcher this, but, you know, Rick always, we always talk about with Rick is that, no, there's a path you need to follow. And it's not the path that we need to take or want to take. It's the path that God has set for us. So when you have these obstacles in the way, it just means you're not following the path that you're meant to follow or the way you're meant to follow it. And as you adjust your life to those obstacles, you persevere and you keep moving. And eventually you're going to hit that end of the road that you're supposed to be at a learning curve so you get there and having that faith that you know it's an obstacle it happens and get mad 
happens a lot in my house. You know, okay. God gives us, uh, go ahead, Mary, I'm sorry. You know, emotions, and I love how you say that because, you know, if you follow social media, it's so many people are talking so much about how it's only okay to be happy. And you, if you're sad, you're automatically depressed and you need to get help. But the real world is we all have emotions, all of them. And we need to understand why we have them and understand what's going on with those emotions to be able to adjust our lives to understand all that to be able to persevere. If you're not if you're happy all the time you're just not being honest with yourself and with people around you. You know, I was gonna say uh, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, I I was just gonna say, you know, that's that's so true, Mary, you know, we we all have emotions and no one no one, they don't teach you in school, you know, how to cope with those emotions, you know, and a lot of times emotions can be kind of deceiving too, you know, and the devil will kind of use that to steer us in a different direction based on how we feel, you know, and that's why it's so important just to be reminded of the truth, you know, and staying, staying, reading the Bible, praying and step, you know, with the spirit and around other people, you know, because along with emotions goes, you know, doubts too, you know, and fears and insecurities and, and, um, you know, you know, those aren't, those aren't good feelings, you know? Um, so it's always, it's always good to, you know, you know, like two Timothy one seven, right? Like God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, you know? And, you know, we, we can acknowledge, like Mary said, those emotions and those feelings. Um, but then discern, you know, discernment basically means, you know, being able to, to see what is true, what's not, okay, acknowledge these feelings, but, um, you know, help, you know, kind of get back on track, you know, where, where, where we need to be, you know. So I'll, I'll let you go now, Bob. I was going to say that, um, you know, the, God gives us uh, obstacles and adversities many times just to help us to grow to grow in our spiritual life and to grow in our, in our belief and grow in our, our faith and, and, and grow in our relationship with God. And I, I, I know that just from the time that I've known you about two years now, um, I have seen, I've seen you grow in some different ways. And I, um, I commend you for that because you, you have not stopped having adversity in your life. You're still having adversity in your life and you're going to continue to have adversity in your life. You know how to deal with it. You know how to accept it and, and using a positive attitude to overcome it, whatever it is, whether it's a health issue, whether it's a, a, an injury or whether it's a, a something, something that you uh, uh, wanted to accomplish and didn't get it done right away. You you continue forward. You don't stop and say, "Well, that's it. I'm done." You know, you, you just can keep fighting, and that's that's a wonderful trait. And it comes from, I believe, it comes from uh, us paying attention to what God wants us to do and what He wants us to accomplish. And so uh, that's uh, I see that in you every time I talk to you. So God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate appreciate those kind words. Thank you. 
you know, Gavin, we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Because this is your first show of a series, and we want to do kind of a summary of everything that we're going to talk about coming up in future episodes. And you not only took your gifts, but you also took those gifts and created an organization to teach and help mentor children. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, Galvanize Global is a it's a faith-based company, as I was sharing, and helps unmotivated people become motivated in, in general terms. You know, we do a lot of different things online, um, different, uh, you know, motivation coaching where anyone, if they're, if they're feeling like they're kind of down or just need a little spark of inspiration, they can book a call with one of our motivation coaches. We also have group coaching, so group empowerment calls, and we do, we're doing that monthly now. And uh, a lot of people like, like those group calls, you know, because they can become encouraged uh, but also held accountable, you know. And, and that's what we found is the key to, you know, success and achieving goals is you got to be encouraged. you got to, you know, um, kind of get that boost and, you know, be affirmed of, you know, what is the good things going on. And, you know, hey, you got this. You can do this. You know, keep going. But at the same time, you know, people, you know, we don't want people toasting, you know, we don't want people, you know, you know, and I've been there too, you know, where, you know, I came off the national championship win freshman year, junior college, I hit the game winning home run and ended up going to UCLA and I kind of, you know, kind of started coasting and I got humbled, you know, and um, you know, that's what we don't want, you know, so accountability we offer um, in cohesion with encouragement to keep people on track and just say like, Hey, you know, I know you've been doing well, we're proud of you, but you know, Let's let's keep going, keep up the good work, and and you know if someone gets off track, like hey, you know these are these goals you set, you know you haven't showed up to the last call, you've been kind of late, you haven't been doing your, you know the, um, you know you haven't been writing down three things you're grateful for every day, you know different things like that, you know and, and another resource we offer is ebooks. So me and um, my friend, uh, the founder of Strength Corp. Uh, we ended up writing three ebooks together, fitness and nutrition ebooks, and uh, I can send that to you, Mary, to maybe put in the description next time um, or on Facebook. But we have ebooks, so a custom 12 weeks plan that uh, breaks down in detail, comprehensively, um, about a workout program um, customized for you and nutrition as well. You know. And those in partnered will, you know, help you achieve your goals. The three books. The first one is Extreme Muscle Building. The second one is Leaned and Toned. And then the third one is a uh, home bodyweight workout that anybody can do from the comfort of their home. Uh, so those are the online resources we offer. We're also uh, active on social media, Galvanize underscore global on Instagram. We have a Facebook group. Um, and we have an email newsletter. If you want to join on that, you can email info.galvanizedglobal at gmail.com. And um, we did have a website up. We had to take it down. Um, and uh, we're doing a little um, refreshment. So it's going to be bigger and better uh, as the new website comes up. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll keep everyone in the loop there. 
Um, and last but not least, we do a lot of community things. So we love helping the community, love being involved. And um, we've been involved in local mental health community events, supporting, mm -hmm. encouraging, uh, passing out flyers, uh, praying with people. And um, we've also uh, partnered with local businesses, uh, health food businesses, and uh, we have planned in this fall to do as well a community give back for the homeless in need. Uh, so we partnered uh, with a local bakery, and they donated a bunch of loaves of bread. So we're going to go feed the homeless. So, yeah, a lot of cool ways. You know, it's just kind of been on my heart, you know, to be able to help people in those ways. And a lot of things, you know, things I used to struggle with. You know, I, you know I've had my struggles with mental health before. I've struggled with physical health, with injuries. I've, you know, been, been depressed, you know, different things. And, you know, what, what I've found is, you know, the best, you know, thing, of course, is God. And, you know, secondly, you know, our four pillars, spirit, mind, body, community. So number one, you got spirit, you know, that's the top priority. Uh, number two, mind, you know, you got to, you know, get a, get a motivation coach to help keep you on track. Uh, accountability partner, you know, uh, it's a lot easier when you have someone helping you through it. And uh, number three, body. Everything's connected. You know, when you take care of yourself physically, uh, it also helps you mentally, as as most people know, you know. And uh, and then community, that's number four, you know. And that that is something, you know, I'm independent, but I know uh, I'm, I'm more interdependent now, you know, uh, surrounding myself with people, having alone time when I need, but, you know, I've developed into a people person. You know, I love people, and I encourage others to step out of their comfort zone. You know, step out of your comfort zone if you're if you are uh, not always, you know, maybe the sociable person, or you know, surrounding yourself with others. Um, you'd be surprised. You you, you might make um, some lifelong friends if you just you know step out of your comfort zone. And I'm not saying go talk to some random strangers, you know, but you know, join a local community group or a local church or the local YMCA, or uh, or one of our group empowerment calls. You know, we have a lot of um, community uh, opportunities for people to, to get involved. So, you know, everyone knows they're not alone. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of the kind of the summary for for Galvanize Global, Mary. And Gavin will post all these links and all this stuff in the Optimize My Life Facebook group and links to his own group so that all the listeners can have access to all that and not be able to connect with the same time. I did send you a link to that, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, thank you. And shout out to Mary for Optimize My Life radio show and all she does for the world and all the people she's inspiring and helping and the kindness campaign. And, uh, yeah, super encouraged and inspired by you, Mary, and, um, and all you're doing and just the impact that God is uh, having through you. So I'm definitely, you inspire me and you motivate and encourage me. So thank you. You know, and that's, well, you know, it's my kids. My daughter is the one that actually co-created the Kindness Club, which is the kids' version of the kindness campaign that Len Kane created. We have a little more of a twist on it where we teach the mental health aspect um, through games and things like that, especially the emotion, getting kids to see it's okay to be sad, it's okay to cry. 
okay to get mad and yell. How, what you do with it is where you have the issues. Now, how, with you doing all these different things, how do you have time in the day to keep going? Say that one more time if you wouldn't mind. Between baseball, your faith, your church, your community, Galvanize Global, your outreach program, how do you have time in the day to do everything you're doing? Yeah, great question, great question. Um, yeah, I love <laughs> I love staying productive. Um, it comes naturally to me. I don't mean that like in an arrogant way. I just love staying productive. I feel like if I'm, you know, at home just kind of sitting around, I um, I get bored easily. Um, and I, I'm a big believer in, like, you know, making the most of, of your day, you know. Um, I, I can't say I've always been like that. I was, you know, quite the procrastinator in high school and, I guess, you know, kind of learned from that, you know. And I have big goals, too, you know, things I believe God's put on my heart. Um, to be able to achieve and, and also to be able to help others. And, um, you know, the the hard thing for me is, is slowing down some time and taking time to rest, you know, and honoring that, you know. Uh, you know, God wants us to rest too, you know. And um, sometimes I can, you know, kind of run myself a little too hard, you know. Uh, but, you know, balance is key, you know, I believe, you know, in, in all things. And, you know, if, if you are, you know, an overachiever and, and, and super productive and super busy, you know, you got to constantly remind yourself, you know, to, you know, have some time for self-care and, and, and doing things you enjoy. Um, um, and and that, go, that goes for everyone, you know. Um, you got to take time, take time for yourself to, to be refreshed. And, you know, some hobbies I found, you know, through some difficulties, honestly, you know, when I had Tommy John surgery at UCLA back in 2018, I, I had a whole year where I was just beating myself up mentally because I wasn't out there playing on the field. I, you know, wasn't able to go to the practices. I was just doing physical therapy. Everything was just seemed to be going so slow and uh, kind of similar to what's going on now, but not as ex- extreme. Um, but, you know, in those times, I, I met with a, a psychiatrist from the school just to, you know, reach out for help. You know, that was another thing that was really tough, you know, for me, you know, my ego kind of got in the way. I was like, Oh, I can do it myself. I can do it alone. But one of the best things I ever did was reach out for help when I needed it. And, um, you know, when I was there talking to the psychiatrist, it was totally different from something I imagined. You know, I think there's such a stereotype nowadays in the world, you know, if someone, you know, uh, struggles with their mental health or something. It's like, oh my gosh, they're like a zombie. They're like a alien, you know, but it's like, no, like everyone actually has mental health. It's the same as everyone has a body. Everyone has a mind, you know, mental health is just as important as physical health. And, um, and you need to exercise it too, just like you exercise your body. Um, and you need to rest it too, just how you have to rest your body. So one of the things that the psychiatrist, um, one of the challenges for me was he goes, you know, or questions that started off. He said, you know, what are some hobbies you enjoy doing outside of baseball? And I, I looked at him and I was like, uh, I don't know, training for baseball, working out. Like I didn't really have many answers. 
And uh, he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, serious. And he's like, well, this next week, as you go through the week, I just want you to observe things around the world. And if you see something healthy that you think you would enjoy doing, write it down in a notebook. And I had never done any journaling before uh, besides, like, note-taking in class or note-taking for a coach. Um, and that's what I did. The whole week I went through just my life and kind of observed and listened and um, – yeah, a couple things that I wrote down was painting. I had never, like, ever, like, thought I'd love painting or, or anything artistic, and and I love painting now. It's, like, super relaxing. Uh, another thing is gardening. I thought never in a million years I'd do any gardening. Um, and I saw someone gardening, and they looked so peaceful and happy, and I, now I do some gardening, and it's, like, one of the most fulfilling things ever. And uh, and then walking. I've never really been like a big walker, but a lot of times when you're driving, you don't really get to uh, just be pr- fully present in your environment and in the moment. And when you're walking or, or riding a bike or jogging, that you can really see everything around the environment. I had lived in L.A., you know, right there, and there's so much to see, uh, you know, all the restaurants and stores and everything. And I was driving. I never got to enjoy it, but I started walking and looking at all the shops and stuff, and I just took it all in. And um, for me, that was really good to just stop and slow down. So I encourage, you know, everyone listening, you know, uh, you know, if that's something you struggle with, you know, being overactive or your mind is overthinker or things like that, you know, some things that I've struggled with is take some time for yourself to do some activities. And if you don't know any activities you, you enjoy doing, you know, um, you can look some up online or just be observant, you know, and, you know, it might be a musical instrument or it might be, a, you know, uh, you might learn you enjoy scrapbooking or something, you know, there's so many things, there's something out there for everyone, you know, and everyone has different passions and, uh, you know, that, so that's great for people to develop as well. You know, one thing I loved that your little comment was a healthy habit. Yeah, that's the key. There's a lot of there's a lot of unhealthy habits out there, you know, and they don't uh, they don't bring you closer towards uh, you know where where you want to be, you know, in life. Uh, they they're distractions. They're distractions. So, you know, we gotta stay focused, and you know, even if you're going through a difficult time, doesn't mean you can just you know let all your guards down and you know. Uh, start to make bad decisions because that that is a real thing, you know. That is a real temptation, you know. If like you're going through a difficult time, I was like, oh, just start drinking, just start eating a bunch of unhealthy food, just start, you know, hanging around people with people that make me feel good or comfortable. But you know, that stuff is temporary, you know, and uh, it doesn't last long, um, and you'll end up regretting it later. You know, one one of my favorite quotes is, you know, we either as humans we either suffer the pain of discipline or we suffer the pain of regret, you know, and the choice is up to each one of us individually. You know, every day we, we have decisions that we make personally, you know, and it's for, for, for believers, for Christians, you know, it's either something that's going to bring you closer to God or something that's going to bring you away, you know, and, you know, if you're not a believer, you know, and it, it could be something that, you know, something that's going to make you healthier, something that's going to make you not healthier, something that's going to help you become more positive or become more negative. You know, it's pretty, clear cut, you know. And the more negative you become, the more miserable you become. It's a cycle that never ends. 
Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. There's another quote that says, you know, our thought, our words, our words become our actions. Our actions become our habits. Our habits create our character, and our character becomes our destiny, you know. And that whole thing just started with our thoughts, you know. And a lot of people think that you can't control your thoughts, but you can control your thoughts. You might not be able to control that first thought that comes to you that might just be a reaction, right? Um, but you can control what you do with that thought. Uh, the way someone described it to me is like, it's like a passing cloud, you know, it's like a cloud in the sky. You know, we could say, oh, my gosh, you know, like there's this cloud, you know, and it, it, maybe it's going to rain, you know, or we could just observe the cloud passing by because eventually the cloud's going to pass by, just like negative thoughts. Eventually they're going to pass by. But if we hold on to them, and hyper-focused on them, then that's when they consume us, you know. And, and, and if you find yourself in that, a good thing to do is to write down three things you're grateful for or to start praying or, or, or go in the Bible. You know, I'm a big believer of words of affirmation. I know there's some mixed feelings on them, but for me, uh, I found they help me uh, just remind me of who I am. And, you know, when I'm in those moments where I feel myself kind of getting down, I, you know, remind myself, you know, I am chosen. You know, I am loved. I am an overcomer. I will succeed. You know, uh, I've already, I told myself, is like, I've already won as long as I keep going, you know. And uh, those things, you know, bring me encouragement, bring me hope. And, you know, um, a lot of times those when I am in a good mood and I am feeling good so that, and I, you know, some of I keep in my wallet or on my phone. So when I'm not feeling so good or anything like that, I kind of, you know, pull it out of my wallet or look it up on my phone. It's like, and I'll, I'll, I'll read them out loud, you know, because I think there's a lot of power in words and, and actually saying it, you know, instead of just in our mind, you know, when we hear ourselves saying it, uh, it's powerful. Uh, so, you know, there's, those are some things that I, that I do to help me in those moments. Well, they always say you learn in three. So you see it, you say it, and then you're thinking it. It helps ingrain it deeper into your mind. So it takes your conscious thoughts and turns it into your subconscious so after time it will reset how you think. But you're also mm. honest with yourself. You know, affirmations are good if you're honest about your affirmations. You know, you did overcome this. You you are loved. Everybody's loved. You know, it's people who don't look at situations as what they are and just automatically take every bad thing that ever happens to them and flips it to positive, always. And not being real with themselves at the same time that, okay, this is a bad thing that happened. But I can overcome this. I can overcome. I can overpower it. I, I got this. Those are good affirmations. You're still acknowledging that, you know, the real of the situation. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that's powerful. I agree, you know, because it's like, you know, if something bad happened, let's say, you know, a car accident, for example. You know, you're in a car accident and you're like, you immediately flip it. You know, oh, this is a, this is a great day. This is a good situation. Well, it's like, no, that's not true. You know, like you you acknowledge, you know, what happened, you know, it's like, 
I just had a really difficult situation. I just got a car accident. You know, I'm I'm feeling pretty shook up, but I'm blessed that I'm still alive. I'm blessed that I didn't suffer too severe of injuries. You know, uh, you know, I'm blessed that I have family to help me out with the car payments or whatever it is. You know, uh, I like. Or you that, had full insurance and covered, and you got replaced. <laughs> what was that? You have full coverage on your car, and it's going to be replaced. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, Mary and Gavin, I uh, I just would like to add something. I uh, I am a firm believer in the uh, the power of prayer, the power of prayer in our lives, and um, I believe that um, if if we if we really have something that we want to get accomplished and we are not sure how to do it, um, I usually just say a prayer uh, before I start out on it start out with it i will i will pray and say look lord i'm i'm uh, not sure how to do with this and uh, but i want to accomplish this and here's what the problem is and uh, i need your help and you know uh, he answers prayers because he because he says in this good book he says ask and you shall receive uh, knock and the door will be open and, and so I, I i firmly believe in it in it uh, uh totally believe in it in uh, the power of prayer and so that's how I've accomplished a lot of things, because um, I have prayed God and asked me to help me, uh, ask him to help me to accomplish it, because I'm doing it in his name, and I'm doing it for, for his, his glory. Um, so uh, that's, that's how I, um, I accomplish. And I also make lists, by the way. I make lists of things that I want to get done in, a, in any day, and um and uh, what I call a priority list, because I can't do anything. I can't do everything possibly that that I, I would like to do in a day's time. But I, I can work on, on work on the priority items first. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Bob. Bob. Uh, yeah. Lots of lots of power in prayer, and yeah, that's that's so true. You know, sometimes when we're going through a difficult situation we're trying to get out of it on our own you know and we just get stuck <laughs> uh, and sometimes he's you know, in control so, we're not <laughs> yeah you know some of the last resorts is to want to go to prayer you know but it should be our first resort you know and and we could yep. we could uh skip a lot of stress you know if we if we just go straight to the prayer you know but you know that you know that takes uh it takes humility you know to 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 pray because you know it's it's you not doing it us not doing it all ourselves and ha- having to ask for help you know and you know sometimes yep. our egos get in the way but you know you're right you know the power of prayer you know nothing I believe more, is more powerful yeah and uh, humility is is certainly one of the things that it takes but it also takes faith have faith that God yeah. is going to answer that prayer you know what I mean yeah he's going to help you. You know, as we're talking about adversity and it brought up something my son explained to me the other day when he called me a buffalo. And I thought he was insulting me. <laughs> but he showed me the video and explains it. It's really kind of cool. So the difference between buffaloes and cows, when it storms, you see cows take off and run down the field. They'll run away from the storm. 
So in reality, they never get out of it. They're stuck in that storm dealing with the rain and everything else. Where buffalo or bison, they will run towards that storm. So as storms hit, and they're passing it. And it's the same way you live your life. You deal with those challenges head on and overcome them as opposed to running away from them and keep facing the same challenges over and over again because you're banging your head against the wall or dealing with the rain. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's a great analogy. Thanks for, and, well, not even analogy, a true story. Yeah, thanks for sharing that about the buffaloes. That's cool. That's inspiring. All learn a lot. things are possible through the Lord. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I learn a lot from my seven-year-old. Yeah, and sometimes what I've found is, like, when you're going through a difficult situation, let's say a, a storm, right, um, you know, proverbially, I guess, in, in life or metaphorically, um, sometimes, you know, to, to find to find that um, positive, you know, you got to, um, you know, take a take a step back and, and look at the big picture, you know. And, um, you know, sometimes you got to dance in the rain, you know, and, and, and just find some little, little thing, find some humor in the situation. I've been, you know, that's why I titled the book laugh in the face of adversity, you know, it's a, it's a double meaning, you know, the first meaning is, you know, um, you know, basically, you know, as I stated, you know, to, to find, find some joy in the circumstance, like, and, and almost nine times out of the 10, like, that you find it in the Lord, you know, um, you know, he, he's our joy through the storm. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we can, you know, the second, the second meaning laugh in the face of adversity is, you know, to, you know, have, have that kind of like humble confidence, you know, kind of that smirk is like, you know, this, this challenge, you know, is, is nothing is nothing for God for sure, and nothing nothing for for us to to get over and get through, you know. And uh, the best way is just to go through through the storm, like you said, Mary. You know, because it's like, you know, that storm is going to be there, and you know, endurance is another big theme in the Bible, and you know, something I've, you know, uh, learned to like. You know, it's not always fun enduring. You know, um, the life is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, but you know, with faith, as Bob said, and endurance and, um, you know, and, and coming together, you know, with other people, you know, um, you know, we can, we can overcome, we can overcome anything together, I believe. You know, another thing about it, Edver- go ahead, Mary. Go ahead. Another thing about adversity is that, um, if we if we look beyond ourselves to other people that have adversities, and we we will generally find that many people have greater greater adversities that we than we have, and and uh, that helps that helps us to to, to think about um, wow if they're going through that and they're solving that then I can certainly solve the problem I have. You know, and um, I, I believe that that helps uh, when we're when we're trying to uh, 
to overcome an adversity. I don't know if that makes sense, Mary, but that's kind of the way I look at it. It does. So as we're winding down the clock and almost out of time for today, tonight, what are some last thoughts you have, Gavin? Yeah, last thoughts uh, as we're wrapping up here is, um, you know, when you're faced with a situation or circumstance, whether it's in your personal life or in your work or sport or, um, you know, maybe you're just having a down day, you know, uh, I would encourage you to remember something that we all talked about, something that you heard from here today that will help you, even if it's one thing, you know, if you took one thing away. Um, and, um, you know, I encourage everyone to, you know, develop if they don't have a relationship with God. And if you do to, to deepen your relationship with God, because, you know, we are limited as humans, but, you know, God is unlimited, you know, and there are times when, you know, people won't be there for you. That's just the truth of the matter, you know, and, um, you know, that, in those moments, you know, especially that's when that's when God picks us up and he helps us through whatever we're going through. Um and uh you know, one of the one of the quotes that um I've said that that people noted was the best views come from the toughest climbs, you know, and you know, the, the whatever tough climb you're going through, you know, be encouraged on the other side of that. Um you know, it's a beautiful view, and um, you know, wh- you know, whatever it is, like I said, personal life and your work, you know, something that you've been waiting for. That you know, the toughest moments I think I've been in hasn't always been uh, something you know, you know, active like that. I was you know directly you know, uh, you know, feeling uh, as in you know I wasn't being harmed or anything like that. It was more like. It was a really difficult waiting period where I felt, um, uh, I just felt stuck, you know, and I felt uh, I couldn't get myself out of it, you know, and, 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 you know, by the grace of God, he helped me through it and, you know, other people um, and, and time, you know, time, time helps, you know, patience is something, you know, I'm learning constantly <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, patience, endurance, faith, you know, all these things, you know, I'll wrap it up here. My, my favorite, one of my favorite verses is Galatians 6, 9. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So, you know, whatever you're doing, keep going, and uh, you got it. You can do it. You can do it. Amen. Remember, it says patience is a virtue. So, thank you for joining us. Join us back here next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And we will continue this and get more, get to know Gavin on a personal level and see what other faith topics we come up with that to help you where you're struggling in life and how to take those steps and use faith 
to live the life that you want to live. Have a good night. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Bob. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, God bless you all. Thank you, Gavin. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, A lot of times sharing with people is a very personal thing. And, um, it, it's sometimes it's hard to do, and you you are you are so open and and willing to share with people. God bless you for that. I know He has blessed you for that, and uh, just keep doing the things you're doing. You're doing the right stuff. It's all going to come together Thank for you. you. I know it is. Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate the kind words and encouragement and and wisdom. Uh, yeah, I really really appreciate you and. I have to give the good Lord a credit for all of it. I just was, a, I'm the messenger. <laughs> amen, yeah. amen. Yeah. Mary, thank you so much for the show. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. Will you send me a text when you're going to do the next one, Mary, please? Monday at 9. Monday Same night time. at 9 o'clock? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Same time. Same place, same bat channel. Sounds great. Thank you for joining us. Have a good night. Bye for now. Thank you, and God bless you both.